All right, all right. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We are officially back for um, the Media Box Creative Podcast, a podcast for creative businesses. Um, it's a pleasure here. Um, I have somebody special to me. Um, I've known this guy for over 10 years. Um, he's probably one of the most talented guys I've ever met for sure. He was probably the first creative person that I ever actually got to meet and um, just becomes friends with. Um, he has a long list of things that he's done. He's worked people he's worked with. Um, he began as a, a graphic designer. Um, we go back to, to high school days. Um, so I knew him as the, the graffiti artist, the, <laughs> the painter. Um, he designed shoes, he designed clothing um, to just graphic designing flyers and album covers and logos and to now being one of the top photographers out here in the Inland Empire, um, growing from all these type of genres from street photography to portraiture to weddings um, to pretty much almost everything. Um, he does a little bit of everything. So um, I know him as Gilbert. Um, everybody probably knows him as that kid G or G909. <laughs> that's why that's old. <laughs> um, but yeah, so pleasure to have you here, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Appreciate those kind words, man. You amp me up right now. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. We go way back. And so um, for those who don't who don't know you, um, go ahead and just give them a little rundown on who you oh, are. Man. I'm really um, going to get stumped on the first question. Who <laughs> am I? Uh, well, my name is Gilbert Gonzalez. Um, I go by that kid G on IG and most of my socials are that. Um, and as of right now, I'm mostly a photographer. Like you said, um, I dabble in a lot of things and whatever keeps my interest. And right now it's photography. Dope, dope. Yeah. So let's, let's take it back. Um, how did you even get started in just being creative or when did you know that you were just like because i knew like, even when we were in high school you i feel like you were always known as like the artists like you were the like i know you tagged and you had like you were always doing these dope um taggings and and murals and stuff and then and then you started doing other artwork for people mm -hmm. at school and you kind of built from there um so I, when did you start like just drawing i guess or I guess since as a kid, really, like a little kid, yeah. um, I would be at my grandpa's house because he watched me after school and um, he would draw. So okay. that got me curious and I would just, you know, draw with them. And then my um, older cousin, Chema, same thing. He was an artist, uh, graffiti artist, you know, all that stuff. So I would look at his uh, black books and like, oh, teach me, you know. I remember he taught me like... Um, you know, like the 3D stuff, and I was like, oh, like perspective. As mm -hmm. a child, I was like, oh, this is so cool, <laughs> like with the points. Um, but I think, yeah, since a very young age, they just threw markers and and drawings, um, you know, pencils, all that into me, you know. And I think I started off young drawing. A lot of my family members are artists, you know. Got a couple of tattoo artists, cousins, mm -hmm. and, you know. I think that just runs in our family a little bit. 
So it's in the blood. <laughs> it is in the blood just it's a little bit. <laughs> That's good. That's dope. Um, and then, so, yeah, like, I know, like I said, I know you used to do the graffiti stuff. And then at, at some point in um, the hustle, you were you seem to always find your way to start hustling. Um, and is that something that you feel is comes with just being that artistic person or that also comes from my cousins that are like tattoo artists and stuff they i think believe schooled me on like the game of like the hustle like you gotta you know your talent you, people gotta pay for it you know i mean if you're right. good at something you know why not get paid for it and um you know they weren't doing that shit for free <laughs> you know so they kind of schooled me on the direction on how to do those kind of things um and two you know I, I never really liked working a nine to five. I, right. I, as in a creative, you know, our hobbies in a way are expensive. So it's always like, what's next? What's next? So in a way you have to work to get the next stuff, you know, right. New camera, new brush, new, whatever, you know, like you're going to figure out a way to pay for it. And that's how I always approached it. You know? Yeah. I remember, I think, I think the first time I remember you were like selling art, was if I remember correctly, when you were when back in the day we had these like white folders where you would slide, mm -hmm. and I think you were like tagging like everybody's name, <laughs> and you would make it look like it was like on a brick wall or something. I used to do. And uh, I think you were like selling those for like five bucks. Everybody was like because they wanted one on there, um, on our folders when we would walk around and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first thing. And then the next part was when we started selling the shoes when you started tagging mm -hmm. or not tagging the shoes, but um, doing artwork for the yeah. shoes. And I don't know if like Theon was the one who you did for. I or, don't remember if Theon, I remember a few people. Um, but I know he was the, I remember seeing him do it first. Like mm -hmm. <clears throat> you doing a set for him. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it just kind of like exploded. I used to do people's backpacks more in high school. I remember that was like oh, okay. the big thing. Like everybody wanted the back of their backpacks. Like, customized with their name and the straps you know right. what i mean in high school we were very creative we thought we were creative with it you know with the, this was back in the early 2000s <laughs> for y'all like the cereal box remember we did the cereal boxes the earliest stuff? 20th century <laughs> <laughs> so i would paint you know like d-rock or i forgot who else like uh marty and um, a lot of girls backpacks i would do you know that was just what it was back then and in, yeah. in the 2000s you know like you had to have a dope backpack. <laughs> Jan Sports. Jan Sports. Hook up Jan Sports. Um, dope. And then, and then, at what point did you started like transitioning into like the whole graphic design? Ooh, I think right after high school, I started uh, trying to figure out, because you know, like the way of the world was going, you're just like, oh, you know, like computer graphics is going to be it. So I was thinking, I need to learn how to get better with like my my text and designing and vectorizing and um just trying to like see where the talent can go you know in a way so i tried doing graphic design i learned graphic design right away and then um i've been steadily doing photoshop since i was 14. okay so yeah I've, since you started the graphic design yeah. and stuff well I, I learned photoshop to make um stencils 
to do graffiti stencils. Ah. So that's why I learned like on a cracked yeah. fucking bootleg Adobe software. <laughs> when, when we <laughs> could, that out. <laughs> yeah. when we could get them cracked, <laughs> we could get them cracked because no one could afford them back then either. <laughs> and I would, you know, blow up these images. Shout uh, out to Pirate Bay. <laughs> cut them out, and then you know print them and that's how i started learning photoshop and messing with it and being on the forums and stuff and you know yeah before yeah, there was no youtube back there was, then there was no real youtube no you had to go to like a blog yeah or a, a forum and you would have to ask questions from people around the world and they were like oh go to this site and the site that i was learning off of was stencilrevolution.com i don't even know if it's still mm. there but i had a few of my stuff on there but it was cool, like, you know, learning. And, yeah, and then eventually YouTube came around where they're teaching you how yeah. to do things. And now we just learn everything on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Yeah, and actually, Gil, when I first started um, just kind of, I guess, in the creative. Well, I was a musician and stuff and, and started when I started my label and my whole team and started managing and artists and different things. Gil actually designed... Um, my logo, my first, lo first ever logo, logo um, for that company and for any of my company. That was like my first thing. And I remember he designed that and then he was our graphic designer for all our album covers. Um, he did all of our flyers for all of our shows. Um, I'm really proud of those flyers still. Yeah. Like, those are, those they scream, those they still held out pretty nice. Those scream 2000. <laughs> <laughs> they still hold up pretty nice. Um, but yeah, he was all over the place, and then eventually everybody started wanting to get mm -hmm. work done from him. Um, so he has he's worked with a bunch of different artists, uh, musicians, just getting album covers done, artwork done, um, and so talking about artwork or just album covers, what would you say? What would be like your most memorable or your most like what's your most favorite? I guess graphic design piece that you. That you can recall. I know it's been a while. That's kind of hard to answer. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. Like, um, I was always very bad at making a portfolio with my uh, graphic designs. And I, I try to get better with that and, like, start, you know, having, like, brochures of what I can do. But um, it's always was word of mouth. And, you know, and people came to me regardless of what I was showing them. Right. And I would always, to me, I would always give a quality product back for what the price I was giving out. So um, I don't know, man. I don't know who's the most memorable, but I can't answer that. I really can't. <laughs> I can't think of anything. You know what I mean? I, I'm really proud of, like, my knowledge with logos, though, because I always approached a logo. And I even told you back then, you know, you want it to be able to be black and white. You want it to be able to simple, yeah. scalable. And, like, I've told other people and, you know, People want to argue that, but if you look at anybody's logos, they're scalable. They could be black and white. They're that they're timeless. You know what I mean? They could fit on one line. Yeah, because I remember I came with you with some crazy, <laughs> yeah. some crazy idea, and have like all types of stuff. And then you're just like, no, dude, just, just let's just make figure out a way. I'll figure out some samples. But it's worked it out longer in the long run, right? And it's yeah, it's, it's hanging in there yeah. still, right? Even yeah. now, people you could change it a little bit, but it's still going to even like you know you're over everything. You know that logo is a badge logo, and mm -hmm. it still to me it still holds up very well. You know, as a badge, which you know you don't really have a straight letter one, but it works still. Yeah. Well, now I have the HV Media one mm -hmm. that's a little bit straight. That um, 
Nicholas Gray uh, put together. I don't even ask him. He had just, he's like, here, do, do this. Yeah. Since you just, instead of just typing it. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so that's dope. So at what point did you decide to, because you were doing really well with the, with the graphic designing and all of that stuff. At what point did you decide to like, I'm going to pick up a camera and, and go from there? Because I yeah. feel like the graphic design was your, that's what you were going to keep blowing up in. See, well, I dabbled in everything. I was doing graphic design and I was doing tattooing. I was apprenticing to become a tattoo artist at the time. I remember that. Then something happened at that shop where it just didn't work out. Like it wasn't in the universe or in the cards at the time. So I took a, a back burner on that. And I started making clothes, and we started doing like a clothing company. And then I was—that's another thing. I was—I was very uh, DIY, like we yeah. all were, broke, you know, twenty-year-olds at the time. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, I can't afford a photographer." And so I just, after hanging out with a few people, I started asking questions like, "What's a good camera? What's a good introductory camera?" And I think someone was like, "Get a get the Canon, get the Rebels," and I was like. It good does old, video. Good old Canon Rebel, Rebel, <laughs> Rebel they were like, we have uh, a T2i. And I was like, I'm going to get the T3i. You know, like, That's where I started. You know, <laughs> and at the time, that was like DSLR. like. Oh, yeah, top of the line. Like, you're you're in there, you're an amateur, but you're not a professional. You right. know what I mean? It was a crop sensor. And they're like, just put a nifty 50 on there and, you know, yep. a little $100 lens. And, you know, at the I took really good photos with that Rebel TGI. And I just learned because I was wanting to get good for the clothing company. I was, at the time, I was like, I want to take good pictures of these models, wearing my clothes, put them on the website, and, you know, show them Is this, yeah, by the way, he actually has a clothing line now. Mm -hmm. Um, But was this the same clothing line or another one? It's a different clothing line. Okay. Because he does have one now. I don't know what it's actually called, just Inland, like I. You know what? It doesn't really have a name. I it's use, just the logo. It's like, just the logo. Like I, I call it strictly for the homies because, like, the only way you can get it is if you know me personally. Right. Like, that's – you only could get it through me. You only could see me. Like, and I only drop it here and there, so I call it strictly for the homies. And it's actually really dope. So if y'all don't know, now you guys know who he is, <laughs> hit him up and get him. If you come out to the IE or if you're from out here – I can guarantee you've probably seen somebody wearing one of his pieces. Yeah. Um, I call it the IE hand. Because all of them are dope. Yeah, everybody knows the IE hand. Now we got the hats. Mm, got hats. Um, the, he has shirts, beanies, um, stickers. You'll probably see stickers. You've probably seen his stickers more yeah. than you think all over the place in the IE without even noting, knowing, knowing that it was him. He was the one behind it. But So... So you started off um, taking pictures for that clothing line, yeah, for your for own other clothing line, and that's kind of where you started picking up the camera. And what made you, I guess you can say, want to pursue that more? Like, I liked it. I I fell in love with with the whole camera right away. I believe like learning and talking and hanging out. And at that time, Instagram was barely new, and everybody was transitioning into professional pictures what year was IG. this Oof. like can you like i'm trying to remember i can't think i think you picked up a camera before i did i feel like 
Okay, so like I've been shooting for five or six years now, right? I've been taking yeah. photos. So it was it okay, 2016, so. 2015? Because when I look at my IG archives, I have like bandos and stuff. So, That's right. But I was shooting even before that, and I wasn't calling myself a photographer yet. Because I was looking up to people like Joey Rieger and like my other friend, um, um, It's Been Mad Real. Mm -hmm. And I was watching them and Yo, too, Yo 909. Okay. And I was like, damn, these people are, are good. Like, you know what I mean? My pictures suck. And I never wanted to call myself a photographer because, like, what I was doing didn't compare to what they were doing. And I was like, those are photographers, you know? So I was just like having fun with it still. And then I ended up kicking it with people and ended up meeting my idols in a way and like hanging out with them and taking photos and just loved it loved it from the start you know i loved the community i loved hanging out and i like actually just getting creative with it you know yeah. what I mean? and you know you got into photography or video well, you know it it's yeah well i started in video um and honestly when i started seeing your photos that's when i like the bandos and all that stuff i was like yo like this is crazy because like those spots that you were shooting and the way you were shooting them i would see them in use as like for video mm. i'm like yo this, but then like just seeing your quality i'm just like you were probably one of the people that like inspired me to like really step up and learn um photography oh wow because before i was just doing like yeah i can take pictures just because <laughs> the camera has a picture yeah. option and I knew, I mean, I didn't shoot auto because I knew how to work it mm. as far as because of the video. So I knew how to adjust the ISO and all that for, for the lighting. But You didn't come in as an amateur pretty that, much. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of knew a little bit of the background thanks to the video side. But as far as like photo composition and like the use of lighting is different mm. than the video because if you're using flash or bouncing the light off and yeah. all that stuff, like I, I don't know, I was just well, doing it trial and error and then when I started seeing your stuff and I was like, oh, snaps. Okay, so there is like a whole nother level inside to this. Even back then when you thought you were just starting, to me, I was like, okay, I got to step this up. It's, it's weird outside <laughs> looking in, huh? Like, yeah. Because like other people had told me too, like they liked my earlier stuff and I was like, what? Like that shit was jug. Like, that shit well, was now, now we're just like, yeah. yeah. You know, but oh. at the time, you know, not many, well, everybody was doing it, but in our area, it's not like, you know, you knew too many people doing it, you know? Right. And, and like smaller accounts were blowing up from, you know, the IG style of yeah. 2015, 2016, you know what I mean? Of like the bandos or the streets and... You know, we call them, like, the Pinterest style now. You right. know what I mean? Like, you see them on Pinterest or whatever. And, you know, a lot of those accounts have gone away. But I I slowly stepped away from, like, the bandos, and I got more into portraits. I always just love taking someone's picture. I really do. You know what I mean? I like interacting with people. I like, you know, capturing the real person and yeah. getting creative with it. I really enjoy that. And you're really good at, at, at your portrait work. Um even your other stuff is really good, but, like, your portrait work, you can tell, like, I don't know if it's because I know you, but I know, like, when I look at them, I'm like, okay, like, you can tell you put in the work. I, I appreciate that. Like, you that. can see the passion mm -hmm. and, and, like, just, like, the commitment to each photo and how you, and even just, like, seeing you work um, a few times and just how we talked, we had other conversations, just, like, the dedication you take into each session 
and to each client and each and each photo um i think it shows and it stands out among other people's for sure thank you i um, really appreciate that and so like i said i think like as far as portraiture i mean even just as a photographer i still think you're one of the top out here um Oh, man, you're going to make a brown man blush, dog. And <laughs> in regards to just, like, everybody else, I mean, yeah, we have, like, our portrait, our mm. our wedding photographer, yeah. our, like, our legends wedding photographer, you can say. Um, and then we have, but I think you, as far as portraits and just that street style and stuff, like, I would, hands down, like, top five in the city, if not top three. Oh, for, no, that man. I've seen and I'm, that I know. And see, I don't feel that way. I really, I, I mean, I know we're our worst critics, you know what I mean? And I always try to tell myself I can't compare myself to other people because I'm me. Right. And it's, this is what I could do and this is my approach to it, you know what I mean? But, um, man, sometimes... You know, like after you shoot, you're like, ah, I don't know about this. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. If I this think is we all be, have that. Is this going to be good? And I'm like, I'm worried. And then, you know, I start editing and I start feeling it. And I'm like, you know what? I do like this. All right. You know, I, was, I do know what I'm doing, right. you know? And like, yeah, I've been shooting for six years. And I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. Like, but I think because you just naturally are artistic. Yeah. Like, and you've always had that eye. I think you came in like just what seemed like more advanced. I don't think so. I really, I don't know. Maybe like your compositions and stuff, and just like I think you what you mean is I approached it like an artist. Wise, I guess I approached it like a painter, and I think that's also has helped me. Like, cause I get complimented on my composition, but I always think what would make like a nice painting. Like, so I feel like my eye was already like you said it was already there right and i now i just need to mold the other skills <laughs> pretty much yeah which i think you you definitely have and you can i for me knowing you for so long i've seen the growth and it's just it's grown exponentially just over the years and i think in a quick way which i think is great because uh, i feel like i'm slow <laughs> like, no i don't think so no i i mean i've I feel like you've definitely, you've grown, and just the quality of it, you can see the level up yeah. over the years. Um, even just, like, from when you first shot Cam. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. So, like, to, like, just the recent stuff that you last shot for Cam. Oh, I love those photos, It's like, like, you can see the difference, the editing, the, just in the way you edit, the composition, like, all that stuff. Um, it's just... Yeah, and Cam uses those for all his avatar yeah. pictures and profile pictures. So I, I always feel good, and I know I did a good job when I know people are using my photos as their profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I shot Cam maybe what two years, three years ago for that, and he still has the same yeah. photos. I think during being COVID? used, and I'm like, I'm always like, yes, like yeah. I love it, man. I love it when like even on IG, if I make someone's profile picture, because I'm like, fuck yeah, I did that. You yeah. know, I'm I'm actually very proud. And you should be. Um, yeah, so for those listening, make sure you guys go and follow, follow Gil, and you can check out all of his work that we're talking about. Um, but going on from that, from not only portraits, you've also gotten into um, what you're calling starlight. Photos. Oh, okay. They're old. I call them old school shots. Okay. Um, star shoots. Star shoots. Um, you know, I asked an IG like, what were these called? 
you know, where you're from. And man, everybody gave like five, six different answers, you know, um, throwbacks. Cause now, you know, yeah. we're old <laughs> and you know, this was, this was our nineties <laughs> and 2000, uh, throwbacks, uh, mall swap meet. Um, people also call them, uh, chola shoots or chola backdrops, which me personally, I don't like to call it that, right. but I get it. You know what I mean? Cause that was, you know, what we did back so then. So for those who are listening and can't see, um, um, just to kind of give a description of what we're talking about. Back in the day when we were in high school and probably before, uh, you were able to go to the mall and get everybody. It was a big thing. Everybody would go to the mall and couples or friends, and they would take pictures in front of these backdrops. These backdrops that were usually airbrushed too. Oh, is that how they used they to make them? They were airbrushed. Most of them were custom, um, like oh. on muslin, like. So if they were at the swap meet or the mall, there was an airbrusher, and usually they got commissioned to draw dragon, Chinese symbols, hearts, stars. Yeah, so they'd have all types of different things. Stars, um, hearts, uh, just little sparkles. Yeah, little sparkles. Um, <laughs> random. Like, they were just random. And they were all different colors. Like, they had yeah. all these, like, bright colors, neutral colors, but they always had some type of design on the backdrop. And then you would take a picture in front of it, which... Um, it was usually like waist up, if not mm-hmm. chest up, and then you would hand those out to everybody. And if you saw most girls at school, they had their entire folder was covered of all their friends. Um, yeah, the these girls little, would write you a little note on the back yeah, too. These little wallets. And if you if you got one yeah. from from a girl, then that means you you were special. You was a friend, <laughs> was, or you was you were special. Yeah. And so it was like a big thing back then. Um, but so. Now I've been seeing them come back, but you were like the first person that I noticed who were doing them. And now I've, I've known like three or four other mm-hmm. There's people, a few other it's, photographers it's, that are it's starting getting easier to get the backdrops. It. Um, but what made you like bring that back? Like what, what inspired that idea? Well, okay, so what happened was um, I wanted to take photos with my son and mm. I tried to go to the swap meet. They're closed down. I try to go to another swap meet. They don't do it no more. And it was really hard to find anybody in this area that was doing what we used to do as kids. I was like, man, I really want a picture of me and my son with this one backdrop. And, you know, times are changing, and uh, those old photo studios aren't around anymore. Right. So I looked online, you know, Googled and found some backdrops, and I started buying some, and I did it. Did some with my wife, did some with my baby. And then I started thinking, yeah, you know what? This would be cool to shoot with other people. And then now it's become a business in a way of like I run it out of my studio. I've been shooting people, have a scheduling, booking. And a lot of people have been coming to me, which I'm really like surprised. And I'm really appreciative of all my clients, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I want to put more work into it and really, you know, bring it back in a way. Bring the 90s, the 2000s back, Yeah, you know? it's very nostalgic. It's um, fun, too. And they're fun stuff to shoot, so definitely, man. That's dope. So you just started, and then you just it just started growing from there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... Yeah, they're going now, and, they're, and it's a and it's an ongoing, ongoing business and idea right now that I think a lot of people are are even wanting to do to just I don't want to say copy you, but just no, 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 try it. Just the other photographers are starting to do it as well and offer it. Um, but definitely, like the shots that you're doing are are on point. 
So if anybody wants to check these out, they're again, they're on his social, his website. Um, and like he said, we're in his studio. So if you're watching the video, if I decide to put the video out, <laughs> um, we are inside his studio, Studio 303, right? Yeah, 303. 303, um, which is a dope space. Uh, he has a couple of different setups in here. Um, and yeah, again, it's, an, it's an ongoing build in here, like trying to get a, a good creative space going. Because you know, yeah. as artists, we always need something fresh to right. to keep us going, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely get so going along with that that comment as far as staying fresh. What's something that you do um, to get yourself out of that? Like, I guess you can say creative block whenever you do or if you oh, do get man. into I, those know, I get creative blocks all the time, man. Um, ideas usually come late when, you know, you want to go to bed. And mm -hmm. I always tell people, like we've talked about this with other people, that when, like, an idea comes, like, you need to act on it. And you need to act on it as soon as you can because, like, that idea wants to get out. It's going to get out creatively mm. to, like, the next person because, you know, that's just how the universe works in a way. And, you know, there's people that usually are so-and-so copy me, you know what I mean? I had that same idea. Well, why didn't you do it? Right. Why didn't you act on it? And, you know, sometimes people need to take a step back and realize that that's their own fault. And I'm not saying, like, you know, oh, you know, sometimes people do copy. I'm not going to get wrong, but there's people out there that I never met that will say, you know, so-and-so copy me. And you're like, whoa, like, it's just an idea or, you know what I mean? It comes and goes, you know? And that's why I tell people, like, you need to act on it. And that just happened to me recently, too, with my other homie. Like, he shot somewhere that I wanted to shoot. He was just quicker. Right. <laughs> you know, like, he was just quicker and it, I lagged. And that's, that's just the way it goes sometimes, you know? And no big deal. I'll go shoot there later. But ideas want to get out. So, like, staying fresh and stuff, another way I like to stay fresh like the original question was I like to watch movies. I like mm. to take my ideas from movies and books or just generally online and, you know, get inspired. Cause there's a lot of dope people out there doing dope shit, you right. know? And that's the good thing about the internet is we are connected in ways we don't even understand sometimes, you know, before, like if you wanted to learn or know anything, you had to have these people on your street. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you were, like, when we were skateboarding when we were younger, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was, I guarantee you, there was an older kid on the street that was doing it, and you were, like, hey, you know, you're hanging out with him, and that's how you learned to kickflip, you know? Yeah. For me, it was Sean. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You weren't watching videos online. You were learning. Hanging out with them, yeah. And so I think that's another way of staying creative and stuff is I interact with so many different people so many different friends, colleagues, peers, however you want to call it. Um, and I could learn from anybody. Like I learned from you when I hang out with you, like just your business sense, your, you know, your, just the way you approach things, which is something I lack completely. You know, um, I learned from my other friends, like little, little tips and tricks. And I take from everybody, you know, and that's what yeah. I think you should do in order to stay on it in this day and age, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think that's important, surrounding yourself or having the least. That's something that I've learned. Having a, a group of reliable friends or just people, like-minded people that you can always reach out to who aren't going to be like. Oh, man. 
stingy and not want to and hold oh, back bro, information. I, I call you and you're and like, try. you know, hey, I got booked for a drone thing, and you you schooled me right away. Like, <laughs> and it's very, it's very good that like I have people like you, my other friend like Ulysses, like Joey, like just like other people that are doing it that I could just call and you guys are so informative and you guys help me out so much, you know, and I always want to return that favor. So when I see you call, I'm like, Hey, what do you need? You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and that's the way it is. And you, you could get farther with a team or with other people than you can go solo. And I don't think people understand that completely. I know that was something back in the day. I was always not, not hesitant. I was always willing to like help out, but hey, you've always been it was, I just didn't understand why certain people would, like, withhold, oh, like, information or want to not, like, share or help. And that was always hard for me to, like, comprehend. And when people didn't, like, weren't willing to to just, like, hey, just just answer this question for me. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm not trying to copy you. I'm not trying to do this. Like, I just need to understand this. And they wouldn't do it. And. And so that that was something that I was always um, trying to make sure that I would be able to help those who are trying to do the same stuff that we're doing or um, trying to get into the field as far as whether it was music, um, audio engineering, all that stuff in that world, or even now going into even just business in itself, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like. I feel like I have a, a good grasp as far as the business concept yeah. um, and and now the video photo business concept. So you've like, always been bigger picture. I've always tried to help others. You've yeah, always, you've always been bigger picture. You've always been more or you're you've always been more planning. You know, what I mean, I'm more shoot from the hip and let's see what works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Cause like I started this without a business plan. Like right. you know, I bought, I got the studio. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do in here, but I'm gonna figure it out. And that's how I, life works for me, you know, in a way. Right. But you've always made it happen. You have to, man. That's one thing. I that need to I, eat. I, <laughs> I need to eat. That's like, one thing, and I would say like you were probably the first person. Yeah, you, I would say you're probably the first person that I personally knew, hmm. that like was always just taking those leaps. Whether it was from like your graphic design to photography to shoot, now you got your own studio and now you're full-time, like you left your yeah. nine to five and now you're fully doing this. Like, like that's just so, like that's oh, just man. so inspiring and just commendable. Um, oh, they mean that because when you I'm, leave your nine I'm, to five? Because I'm afraid. You gotta be 24 seven, bro. Because <laughs> like. I, I'm, Personally, I'm, I, I mean, like, I still have my job. I haven't left. and I always say you could do so much more if you left, left your job. I, I encourage you to do this. And you're not the only one who's told me that. Because also I said you plan it better, dog. Like, I shot from the hip and, you know, like, I struggled to get. And I finally feel like I'm feeling a formula that's working. And, I, you know, and a lot of people, I think, are scared. You know, you they try something for like a week or two, and then they give up. And it's not. It's a it's a process. It's a journey. It's steps. You know what I mean? Right. It's what works, what didn't work. Let me adjust that. And it's just adjustments, like every so week. What did you? What made you? Or what like at what point? Or what made you feel like? All right, 
I'm ready to just screw the job and I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this. I said now or never. I, mm. I was, I was hitting 30 and I said, I got to try now or I'm never going to forgive myself. And I just remember just looking, I just remember looking at the, my, you know, other workers, you know, close to retirement, getting shitty hours, getting punked. And I was like, you know, uh, that I, I don't want that to be me. You know what I mean? Not, nothing against them. You know, like, you got to do what you got to do. And I get that. You know, some people don't have that luxury of, right. of doing it. I was like, you know what? I'm in my 30s. My wife has a good job. You know, we talked about it. She knew, like, I was wanting to quit for, like, two years, I think. And I always told myself that that job was not supposed to be permanent it just of, yeah. just started paying the bills and i started getting promoted and you know just like anything else it, you were there for for years almost 12 years i no yeah 10 years i was i already had 10 years 11 years and i was telling myself now or never and i also saw that company was changing and i was like you know i'm gonna get out <laughs> like yeah because i've seen what happened to my mom and my dad when they stayed yearly with companies they went under or they screwed them out of retirement and i was like i don't know if this company's gonna last to the end, you know, right. and I might be screwed in my 50s like they were. And then what now? So I thought I could try it for myself and, um, and see what happens. I had enough save to get me by. And I had a bunch of gigs lined up. And then fucking pandemic hit. <laughs> <laughs> the worst fucking time to be an independent, you anything. know, freelance, anything. And like. Fuck me, man. Like, I had so many cancellations, and everybody was saying, you know, I don't think we should shoot because, you know, like, the virus. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. No, it was the worst fucking time to be shooting because at the time, we didn't think it was serious. And then we're like, oh, this is serious. Right. And people were dying. And we're like, oh, fuck. Like, this is real, real. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and then I really had to take a step back, and I was like, I got to really rethink and figure it out. And that's when I started pushing clothes and pins just to get by, you know. And that's, I think, the one thing you got to do is you got to figure it out, you know. And a lot right. of people don't want to do it. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I took the leap. And, I, you know, they say, like, with the universe or God and whatever is your journey is going to be your journey. So you're always going to end up at the same destination, regardless one way or where, another where you're going. So whether I leap now or I leap later, I'm still going to be in the same spot I was destined to be. And I, right. I like to think of it that way. And I feel like even in my like brokest months, something comes through just to like ah, just to, get you by. <laughs> just to push me back. And I'm just like yes, you know, thank you, you know, thank you, universe, thank you, God, like. I'm right. and then show me that I am still on the right path that I'm supposed to be, you know, and you know, you got to pay attention to those signs. I feel like you really do. And what would you say since you took that cuz now it's what been 3 years going on 3 years mm -hmm. since you full time full time? And how long has the pandemic been? Yeah, 3 years. <laughs> <laughs> so like what would you say has been your biggest lesson um since you did take that leap? Money management. Money management is, is a big key because I was used to a, a weekly check. I was used to, like, money in, money out every week, you know. Right. And now it's like when you're, when you're freelance or when you're on your own, and I talk with my other friends that do the same thing, it's like you really have to prepare for the slow months or the slow week. You mm -hmm. really have to take care of what you have to take care of, 
pay whatever bill you need to pay and then just scrape by until that client pays or till you know that other gig comes and you know when things are good they're good and when things are slow they're gonna it's gonna be rough you know you could say that with anybody too like tattoo artists um even strippers they know there's a slow season you know <laughs> they're, they're, they know when there's like a month or two where they're just like fuck yeah and anybody that works for themselves i think it's a hard realization that you're not going to get money this week and right you're gonna have to go make pb and j's and you know just get by yeah yeah that's that's good um i need to take that damn leap but <laughs> you I'm do just, i'm, just, <laughs> you I'm do. just too hesitant and i don't know why but you have so many money incomes, you and you have so much to fall back on. I mean, you have degrees, you have that, uh, you know, burials family thing that you're running now. You have this other wedding, um, you know, all that. Like, you have so many streams of income. I don't get. I really don't get it. <laughs> Me, I, I have like two or three, <clears throat> but like you have some solid businesses. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I think I think the biggest thing that always holds me back it was like I think because I have a son. Like, and that that's probably not an excuse, but just like I know, I get. That. I don't want to almost not be able to provide mm -hmm. just because of that. Even though I know that's not the case, because I've taken like three or four months off. Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm about to just do this and just see how mm -hmm. it goes, and boom. And I, I mean, I make it happen yeah. and with extra. Sometimes I'll make more than like mm -hmm. my salary at my job now. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, all right, I think I'm ready. And it's like, nope, there <laughs> <laughs> you go. <get, you> <laughs> and then I pull back and I was like, I just kind of, I'm just going to you know, when it, when it gets the toughest, that's your test. And yeah. that's what keeps happening to you. Cause like, man, I've, the other day I was like $30 in my bank account, bro. And then. A client paid uh, for the wedding, and then I, was, I got like the full like twelve hundred that was owed. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm up," you know, right. like. And it was literally like a day, man. Like Edison was due the next day, or you right. know. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So something came, and I, I just pushed just a little longer. And even that day, my old job was like, my old boss was like, "Hey, you know, come work back for me." You know, I know you're not working, and I was like. It was a fork in a road, bro. It really was. To me, yeah. it was a fork. And it was it was such a weird coincidence for to me for me to run in my old boss, being like, Hey, I'll get you back in, you can come work. Um, we'll try to get you back at your same pay. And then my client's like, Hey, you know, here's that invoice, pay you and I was like, Fuck that, I don't need that job, right. you know? And and it's really good and it really pushed me to do more, you know, and, and, and just go for the next step. And I felt like I reached that next level, you know. Yeah. Clawing my way up there, you know, and I think that's what happened with you. You get a little nervous, you go I mean I have gone through those bad days and I'm just like Ugh, bad days will pass struggle with bad weeks, bad month. And I still like I said, I somehow mm -hmm. it always magically happens. And um, see, my girl was my girl always same, tells me same like, destination. you should try it. Like you just go for it. Like do it. And I'm just like, what if nothing? Then I just start like, what if? Yeah. What if? But then and then I'm on the other side. Like, what if I don't ever take this leap? Like okay. I know I'm gonna regret this later on down the line. So I'll probably do it. I'm I'm most likely gonna do it. Um, 
as soon as I'm done doing time at my job so I can get this student loan paid off well, <laughs> for, even, by them. <laughs> like the younger generation, man, I give it up to them because they're 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 a whole different breed, bro. Like they are right. running social media. They are like not even trying to work these nine to fives and these these jobs know that. You know what I mean? They're like, I could get paid promoting on Instagram yeah. or I could get paid making YouTube content. I could get paid. It's a different world and it's a different way to make money that they aren't fucking scared. <laughs> like right. they aren't scared at all to like go full with us. We're like, you know, we're at that age where we're like, fuck, I, I need retirement. I need insurance. And you know, you yeah. think about it like a lot you of shit. kids. I think too, like what's great is like your wife being so supportive. Oh, I love her, man. She's like, great. That's, I, that's super dope. Um, and I think definitely that's, that's something to look, look for. Um, for anybody who is a some type of creative and looking to get into a relationship, like make sure that they support oh. and they understand what it is that you're trying to do or build or yeah, I she she's a real one, man. I've been with her for uh, over Long fourteen time. years now, and you know we talked about this, and you know we made sure she knew I wasn't happy at work. She knew that, and she's like, you know, let's try it. And, you know, I wish I was at a, a spot or a place to be, like, fully take on everything. But I'm not. You know, I'm still growing. I'm still trying to figure out the business. But she's been really, you know, supportive. And I love her for that, man. I even thank her every day, you know, that she's giving me this, this chance and opportunity. And yeah. it, I'm like, you really do need a partner in your life that's going to understand your goals or your business or your dreams. Because you're going to need that support. Especially in those those rough months where I'm like looking oh, at her yeah. like, hey, <laughs> you get uh, this? <laughs> can I borrow? <laughs> <laughs> I became that meme like on, you see on Instagram where they're where you're, they're holding their girl from the back. You know, can you get this? Like <laughs> some days I don't have it, man. But when I do, I'm like, hey, you know, yeah. I got it. I got it today. You know, I got I got paid today. I got some money. You know, and um, it, it's been working out so far so good. You know, knock on wood, and hopefully, I, you know, I could. Return the favor later on, you know? Of course. I'm sure you will. Just the consistency that you put in is is quality. And and I only see you going up from here. And I see the business going well and slowly growing. Um, so for someone getting into the game, um, picking up a camera. Oh, well, for, before that, um, what what gear do you shoot with? Oh man, you want me to give out the full recipe? Nah, I'm 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 Canon, Canon gang all Cannon. all day, man. I started with Canon, I love Canon, and I love it out of necessity too because um, I recently upgraded to the Canon R6 mirrorless. Mm -hmm. Canon came out with mirrorless. They finally got all their shit figured out, and they're like, "Hey, you can use your EF glass," and I was like, "Thank God," because I can't afford. To buy all new glass, yeah. and you know and those I, are more expensive now. Those, hey, they have not gone down. <laughs> like so, you know, I got the adapter, and I'm using all my my EF lenses, and I've I'm a big Sigma 35, like 1.4. That's I love that lens, man. I've used other lenses, and man, I walk around with that 35 all day. Like it yeah. does what it needs to do for me, you know, um, and. That's what I use right now is a Canon. And if I were to ever switch, and I tell everybody this, I would switch to Fuji. There's something about mm. Fuji, and my friends are using Fuji, and I'm just like, oh, I, 
if I could afford it, I would get I'll get one Fuji camera just to like play. That would be my fun camera. Yeah. That wouldn't be like my professional or like I would use at weddings or anything like that. But I would love to just walk around with a Fuji. You know, some people dream of like Leicas. Oh, I want the fucking Fuji. Yeah. Leicas are dope. They're too expensive though. Too expensive. <laughs> I couldn't do it. But you also do film photography. Yes. Like you use film. So what what got you into that? You know, I had all my friends telling me that I wasn't a real photographer right, if I didn't shoot film, you know, like the purists, <laughs> the purists. Yeah. And, and my argument, you know, and then they're like, oh, like, get you a film camera. You wouldn't know what to do. Well, I found out if you give these film people these mirrorless or these DSLs, they don't know what to do. Right. They don't know how to edit. They don't know how to do everything. And, you know, it, it's it's the same world different, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're screaming at both sides. So. I I really wanted to learn film, and I, I took the time to to figure out what film I like, you know, and shoot with it. And honestly, film makes you a better photographer. Does it? It does, because you can't rely on, <laughs> like, editing, you know what I mean? Because, like, when you shoot with your regular camera, oh, I could fix that in post. Right. I could bring up the highlights. I could do this or do that, you know what I mean? Or you have... 30 shots of this one shot you might use because you're spraying and praying, you know? Mm. I think the camera turned off. That's all right. And, and, um, <laughs> and then when I learned with, with film is like, you know, you have 24 or 36 rolls and you really take that, that few seconds to make sure you have it right. Make sure your lighting's right. Make sure your composition's right. Make sure you get it right in camera and you can just snap and you're done. You know, there's no going back. So I'll, I enjoy film, and I feel like that also keeps me fresh, keeps me sharper, makes me take a step back. So, you know, with these mirrorless, man, all day. Yeah, yeah. auto, throw it in auto. In a, in, a, <laughs> in a wedding, you know, high speed to get that that kiss. Right. You know, Just and you're, keep going. you pick out that best shot. But with with film, like, you imagine, like, oh, back in then, they would do film. Like, they had to nail that and make sure they had their shit good so i always appreciate film photographers completely man and it, it's fun man you know you you take these shots you get them developed and then you post them <laughs> like it's, it's so easy and that's what i like to do as my my fun stuff what i what, what always threw me off what always threw me off was or i guess now so do they digital digitize them like or how do you because how do you get them onto, like, your phone to... Oh, okay. Or you so, scan it, or, like, how does that work? Okay. I go to Filmland. It's called Nice One Hour in Fontana. Tina is amazing. I love Tina. Like, Shout out to Nice One Hour. <laughs> uh, a lot of us in the IE go sponsor, to her. Sponsor, <laughs> sponsor, um, this, sponsor Gilbert, please. Uh, she develops a 24-hour turnaround, bro. She drop boxes me these photos. Never going to L.A. I don't fuck with any other shop. I go to her. Because... Mm-hmm. She's so cool. She's so energetic. Love her. Uh, and she knows, like, my photography is just for fun. Like, she doesn't criticize me too much when I'm bringing in half the rolls blank. <laughs> or, or something's been blown out, you know? And she knows I'm having fun with it. But uh, she always tells me shit, like, why are you bringing this old-ass film? And I'm like, oh, I, I had it. Like, let me try it. And I get it back. It's all fucking <laughs> all burnt. So, so do they... Um, well, on on those cameras, you can't see the picture. <laughs> can you adjust? 
like ISO and stuff? Yeah, you can adjust ISO. Well, really? Well, it, it's 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 called going up. I guess because all I'm thinking is like going the, down to stop. All I'm thinking is like the Kodak. No, like, no, no. <laughs> it's, 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 no, no, no. So you like so if the film that's what says I keep thinking. Four hundred, you you put it at four hundred ISO, right? Um, some people. Mm, that's what the film number mm, is for. Okay. What, some people like to push it up or push it low, depending on what they are at. You know what I mean? Me personally, I just I don't Maybe bother with that. Is. I I don't know enough to to play with that. I just because four hundred is four hundred. So the way I think about it is like with your camera. So I shot night recently. I shot low light. So mm -hmm. in your camera, what would your ISO be? Probably minimal at night, low light. Oh, minimal? Yeah, like minimal. Maybe 800? There you go. So I shot Fuji 800 because I was shooting low light, and I knew my ISO. So you think about it that uh, way. Now, 400 is a good midday shadow, like in this room. Right. 400 works. Bright-ass sun, beach, you want... You want like Kodak 100, man. You want like a Kodak 200 is my personal favorite. That's gonna get you those bright sunny day tones. You don't want to use an 800 in bright ass day because you're really gonna be blown right out. over. Oh yeah. But then there's ways to combat it. You know what I mean? Shutter speed. You know aperture. Uh, they got like the Sunny 16 rule. If you look that up, and that's the way I started. Was like if I have Kodak 400, I think I was at f. 5.6 and then I think I was up at like 1 1600 of a speed and that was nailing it for the most part until I started learning I'm like alright I could go down a little bit you know mm, okay so there's ways and there's there's math involved in a way you know I'm not really good at that kind of shit but um, there's ways of doing it with film and then like if you think about it how you would have your camera you could bring it into film but a more that makes sense structured way yeah that's the best way to approach it to you like you know like I explained to you with the ISO 800, yeah. like, yeah, ISO 800, 1.4. I think my shutter speed was, like, at 1, 180, and I was doing night shots, you know? Same way. Ah, okay. It's a different way to approach it, huh, when you think about it that way. Now that makes more, like, okay. Yeah, see? I could probably do this. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, Yo, you might fuck up. You're going to fuck up. <laughs> I'm sure I will. You're going to fuck up and see, like, what can your camera do, you know, and... It's fun. It's really is. To me, it's fun. Yeah, it's expensive. Don't get me wrong. Developing and everything. But there's something fun about... Seeing I don't know what, how this is going to go yeah, turn out. I don't about know. Seeing what the shot came out like. <laughs> and so they digitized it for you? Yeah. There? So they scanned the film. Um, or do you actually get like the you, four by six you prints? Get, you could, no. You could get your negatives back. But they, they develop the negatives, right? Um, they scan them in these little scanners. And then there's usually a camera attached up top and that takes a picture that's how they do it so that's how they digitize that's it. how they digitize that's how they they take a picture of it uh, they run it through their software and it's like a color correction and they do it as best as they can and they keep, send it to you to and, keep the natural mm -hmm, yeah and keep it natural um, people do edit their film um that's like a big taboo thing in in like the industry like oh i can't believe they edited the film but you know, sometimes a lab doesn't develop or give you those colors you really want. So yeah. sometimes, you know, people go in and they're like, all right, I'm going to boost that or I'm going to take Add that down. Contrast. And, you know, it happens. And people at home, they do the same thing. If they develop, they print, you know what I mean? They take a picture. They yeah, I got a buddy who just started actually developing his own film at home. Yeah. So, okay. I might have to. 
Do it, man. It's fun. I might have you to try it. You make a point and shoot, bro. Get a, like, a, like a point and shoot. Point and shoots are hugging hella fun. I got a Kodak little yeah. old school. Um, used to buy it at Kmart. I don't <laughs> even know if it, like, if it's expired. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, but it's, I have it, and it's there. I just never use it. And I have one that's a, a Kodak camera in, like, a enclosed case. It's like a water camera. And I'm like, I never use it, but I'm like, I want to try it. Use it. it. I want to try it. it. So fine. Use it on, like, I, I take pictures of my son all day. I have pictures of him eating spaghetti. Yeah. At the mall, and it's just fun. It's just, like, nostalgic in a way of, like, I capture these moments with him. Just take it. Because I look back at all the pictures of, like, us with my parents and shit, like, no composition, man. It's just <laughs> shooting from the hip and boom. And That's what I bought. Like, well, I bought the Sony EV um, ZV E10 for my son because yeah. he he's been wanting to learn and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I bought that and like I take that one now everywhere and I'm just like ran just taking shots and video of yeah. everything. So, but definitely, I don't think it's. I mean, something about just the film. It, it's something nostalgia. about the feeling of cranking it yeah. and that mechanical that, or that shutter and just not knowing what you got. <laughs> and then you wait and you're like, oh, this was cool, you know. Um, but I recommend it, man. Like I said, get a point and shoot and just have fun with it. Especially if you're feeling like burnt out editing or yeah. you're not feeling fresh or you're not feeling creative. Man, film will make you find out why you love it again. It really will. I, I, you know, I guarantee that, man. I think I, I might need that. And you see the new trend right now on IG? Like, the new trend is they're using 2,000 cameras. Like, the Nikon Coolpix or the the, the early digital. Oh, really? They're calling them cyber... uh, Cyber shots? Like, cyber shots, yeah. Like, the very early 2000s, like, 5 megapixel, you know, very computerized. And they're, like, on TikTok and IG, the reels, they're... They're showing these little silver cameras because you know in the 2000s everything was silver. Right. And they're showing what these pictures are doing, and I forgot what they're calling it, like nerdcore or something stupid. I haven't seen that. Oh man, I'll send you the videos. But I was like, son of a bitch, like you wouldn't be caught dead using these cameras oh, yeah. now. But now, like, it's the new trend to go to the thrift store. The little Gen Z years are like, that's their artifacts, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's sad. Oh. That's, that's our artifacts of the shit we started off with or we skateboarded with, you know, or we carried. Because I had one of those little silver ones when we did graffiti because... I had one. That's what we used to take pictures of. I took it from... Yeah, I used MySpace it. days, the MySpace cameras, Yeah, you know? I took it from... My mom had one, so I would use hers to... I think when we were skateboarding, mm-hmm. yeah, take pictures. Take pictures? Yeah, we want to be in Thrasher magazine. <laughs> we wanted to be one of those with oh. the fisheye. Oh, snaps. Yeah, that's that's the skateboarding the 101, eye. man. Have a fisheye. And a... Again, those were, I still have a fisheye, a Canon fisheye. Mm-hmm. You can create it with it. That man. I use. Um, I think I use it maybe twice. <laughs> it's not my style. It's yeah. not my style at all. And I, I mean, I get it. And um, But, you know, once in a while, I would, I'll bust out my 16 by 35 and shoot fucking super wide, yeah. you know, just for fun. Yeah. So... We're probably running out of time. Mm-hmm. Got one last question. Um, so knowing, like, oh, everything that you've done, everything that you've shot, because you also shoot, like, cars, old school cars mm-hmm. and all of that, um, how important do you think that it is to, like, niche down or, like, have a niche? Do you think that's... You no, know, I've had 
my friends, colleagues, like, I don't even know if you've told me, but they, they've told me if I'm doing weddings, I need to have a wedding website, which I completely believe because, you know, people are getting sent to me and they're seeing on my street or all my, like, Starback. They're not going to book me, man. They want someone that specializes in weddings, you know? I think you should always niche down um, and, and narrow down your craft or your field. Um, me, personally, I'm still having fun and trying to see what I like to do. I like to do weddings. I like to do this. I like to shoot cars. Um, I should narrow it down, but I'm, I'm having fun with everything. Until I'm not having fun, that's when I would stop, you know? Um, but I always tell people, you should practice everything because there's going to come a day where you're going to have a paid client or something or an opportunity and you're never going to done it before. Right. It just so happened I was at a wedding a while back and he wanted his car, his brand new car in the wedding. So guess who's been practicing Perfect. shooting cars, right? right. Like I kind of knew I went in, did my angles, did my, you know, shot it how I felt like I would approach uh, like a low rider or any other car and I felt like I took some pretty solid pictures but I was like there it is there's that moment and can you imagine if you never did right. that or you don't know you should be a little sharper you know what I mean because like I'm I'm canon bro like you know 1.4 1.8 all day <laughs> Boca. crispy yeah but Boca you know yeah. what I mean and, you know with cars you want to be like a little up there man. you want to be like an F4 or at least yeah. 3.2 you know you don't realize it until you're like not shooting a portrait like these sharp lines matter, you know? Right. Getting this Get sharp, everything in the Get in everything. Focus. Get 5.6, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I never thought about it that way until, like, I remember I was talking to my friend that shoots, like, buildings, like, bandos and stuff. I was like, how are your buildings so sharp? Like, I can never do it. He's like, oh, I'm at F11. Like, <laughs> a number I never heard of, yeah. <laughs> you know, in my you mind. You go that high? <laughs> He's like, I'm at F11, like, all the time. And I was just like, what? Like... And I took that from him, and I always thought about that later. Like, if I wanted a building, I'm going to be up there. I can't be at. Yeah. You know, it sounds so dumb saying it out loud. Like, I can't get a sharp building at 1.8. But, you know, my <laughs> dumb ass was, was well, trying. Most people don't think about it. You don't think about it. You think your lens goes all the way down to 1.4 or 1.2. You're going to take advantage of that, not understanding that it's a tool when you have to set that tool right to get yeah. the best results. Um, and that's what I go back to hanging out with other people, hanging out with other people that specialize in different things or are into different things because you're going to learn from them. Like, I learned from him, F11. Um, this other girl I know, uh, she keeps her uh, lens at F4 all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, fuck, like, how do you do that? She's like, I don't do it. Like, I don't... Her lens stops at F4. She keeps it at F4, but her pictures are always sharp. Her people are always sharp. So when I get into groups... Guess who's at F4, you know? Because right. I know, like, her pictures are sharp. My pictures are going to be sharp. So I'm going to approach it how she does it. Yeah. And, you know, I take that lesson from her. Like, okay, you shoot groups, you shoot big people, F4. Right. <laughs> like, I, I didn't learn that until I started shooting real estate. Mm -hmm. So when I was doing groups and everything, yeah. I was like. Fuck, yeah, you got to be up there. Right. <laughs> 5.6. I was at 1.2, 1.4, and I'm Ooh. like. I just got to stand further back. <laughs> and it was always like, it was always a pain because I'm like, okay, these two people are in mm -hmm. focus and everybody else just a little bit fuzzy. Yeah. And I just never really understood it. Like, I'm like, why? It doesn't make sense. And I finally, under and then finally when I started shooting like real estate stuff and I learned, I was like, okay, pushing F8. That aperture up. Yeah. I'm usually at like F8. Those big groups, you're probably supposed to be at and F8, I was like, huh? 
Ah, uh, okay. Now that's how it gets the wider. Ah, uh, now it, it clicks. Makes sense. Yeah, it clicks. I was like, so like when I started doing like group shots and stuff like that, I was like, all right, cool. F four, F five. And see, okay, all our lessons, everything. Now, Flash, we've talked about it. Flash is a whole <sighs> other fucking beast because what you would do in natural light or what you can get away with natural light, Flash cancels all that out. Oh yeah, it's it's completely backwards. You know what I mean? Because sometimes. Like with your your you know your shutter speed or your aperture, it doesn't fucking matter. Apparently, you know what I mean. Yeah. And like I could be at like f five point six, but my fucking shutter speed's at one sixty, and my pictures are crisp. Everything's good. I don't understand this magic, you know. Like, right. And it's 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 a different way of thinking. And you know, my friend Fredo, like shout out to Fredo, he's been teaching me Flash, and he's always like schooling me and like telling me what to do, and I'm just like. I don't get it sometimes, you know, it's taking so much longer to understand for me. Yeah, dude. I've like, I, you, I just recently picked up flash like for events. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reason I got a flash to begin with was for real estate Yeah. and for like video lighting. It was never, I'd never intended to use it for yeah. portraits or just pictures in general. And I finally actually bought like an on-camera flash that you can remove it and use it off off-camera flash too. But, um, where I struggle at now with flash, it's like I have my settings at like a one over two fifty, and mm. and my ISO and everything is like on point, but I can't see nothing in in my viewfinder. It's just dark, and I'm just like, all right, I and like I just see, it. and then it comes up, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, mm -hmm. it worked. But then when I'm looking at the through the lens, like I can't, I and so I. That's one part that I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, how am I supposed to see what I'm taking a picture of if it's dark? And if I try to brighten up so I can see. Tell, tell it in the comments. <laughs> tell it Because <laughs> I want to know, too. <laughs> no, but like, I'm just like, yo, like, last time I shot um, Sunny, Sunny Babbles yeah. um, concert out here. And Are you spraying and praying? <laughs> like, for the most part, because no, I'm just I saw like, the those were good. Those were really they good. came out good, good. Yeah, but like when I'm shooting, I was like, what? I can't. After, especially afterwards, when they were on stage, because I would catch like the lighting, so mm -hmm. I'm like, I see like a light strike by his face. I'm like, all right, I see it. Okay, cool. And I take him. Like, all right, I'm good. But like when he got after, got off stage and he was taking group pictures like on the floor, and you really have it to was know your dark. shit. Up. I'm just like, oh, sh see, all right, practice everything. And then I would go. And they would come in, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm like, my settings are right. Yeah, don't don't fuck with them now. Like, I, just, <laughs> I don't know if you're in frame or not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, Flash is a whole whole other beast. That's why I say you need to practice it. But once you learn Flash, you're unstoppable in a way because, like, there is never going to be in a situation where you're going to be in where you can't get those pictures for somebody. Right. Like you said, at a concert, dark, you're not thinking, oh, my God, I hope he's light. Like, oh, I'm just going to put my Flash on. Shoot. Here's my settings. Yeah. Once you get that figured out, once you practice and know your settings or know whatever, like, you're really unstoppable. And, you know, they say the same thing, too. Like, there's people that know Flash. They don't know how to shoot natural light because they practice so much. Right, on when Flash. Uh, with Flash, uh, they get into natural light. Their settings are up, and they're not understanding why they are. So that's when I'm coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, drop down to 1.4, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> open that shit up, uh -huh. you know, and... Or lower your shutter speed. Like, if you're handheld, you don't want to be, like, fucking minimal. You don't want to be, like, 1 over 80. You know what I mean? These right. newer cameras can handle it. Yeah. But, like, my old, like, 6D, I think I had to be, like, 
one over 180 and I was still getting like shake, you know, with my like one focus, single point, <laughs> focus point, you know, there was a lot of bad pitchers, but, um, you know, you, you learn and you try to get better. And, and I think that's one thing about me, you or other people, like you, you have to keep growing. You have to keep up, man. We can't get stuck with our ways. We can't just be like, oh, I'm never going to mirrorless. Mirrorless is in. Learn mirrorless. Yeah. Next is, you know, video. Learn video. You're going to have to keep up or we'll get left behind. Yeah, true. Look at Adobe. Adobe's finally figuring that shit out because now they're offering, I forgot what, there's a new program where they're giving out kind of free shit to edit. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like simple shit because there's a million apps now that are coming out. Canva's coming out. Background remover. Oh, Canva, yeah. Canva's killing ba- it. Background remover. Um, basic stuff. There's a free version of Canva. So Adobe's like, I know that. people editing like all videos on CapCut. CapCut. It's Splice. Yeah. Final Cut Pro. DaVinci Resolve is like the new like iPhones. iPhones are giving you every app possible. Snapseed, blah 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 yeah. to become a better photographer better. and Adobe's like they're not going to monopolize that market. Yeah, for professionals. Yeah, for school, but pretty soon. But even then like like let's see well, photo-wise the only other app I can think of is Capture One. Mm-hmm. Capture One's like another industry standard. Yeah, that. But that, Lumineer, that can, Lumineer's right. I have it's Lumineer. Like, it's like Lumineer, a, the third. And that one is. I heard that one's that really good. That is nice. I heard Lumineer it does like a lot of the work. It's really easy. Yeah, see? Um, and it's, it's getting easier to do those things. And even like vectoring, like they're finally figuring out to make this fucking easier because I could go onto my iPad Pro and vectorize shit by just drawing it now, like through Procreate. Or um, there's, I think, an, I don't know if it's Luminaire or there's another one that you do any stroke, it's vectorized automatic. Why aren't you doing this in InDesign? Like, why aren't you doing this in Illustrator, Adobe, mm. for your i for your iPad? It's fucking easier. Why do I guys still use a pen tool? Doesn't make no sense. Right. You know what I mean? Just because there's old people that are stuck in their ways. Like, the newer generation's coming, you can do it yeah, faster. Procreate. Even tattoo artists, man, they do everything on an iPad now. Right. There's no one drawing shit. (laughs) No more on pen and paper. They're drawing on their iPad. They're blowing it up, putting it on their sleeve. Boom. You got to keep up, you know? Yeah. So, no, that was my last question, but just kind of. So, ending this all, somebody new coming in or wanting to to get into the, either just creative or even photography video, um, what would be the one advice from everything that you've learned thus far? that you would give them? If, okay, well, like with photography, everybody's like, how do you get better with photography? I always tell people, just shoot. Just go out there and shoot. Just practice. Like, it sounds so dumb to say until you're really doing it, but you will never know until you try. You will never know what these books are telling you or what they're even talking about. I didn't know what the fuck Aperture was. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't know what they meant by like my shutter speed until I was trying I was like wondering why is this wrong just like with flash why is this wrong and when you start to develop and you figure it out and that always gets my gears turning so when people want to start something I always tell them just try it I'm a I'm a fuck around and find out kind of person you know what right. I mean like I really like to go in and and put some effort and try and I think that's the best way to start anything the other thing is to get with people with the same interests. That's your quickest way to learn. I think that's the biggest. Quickest way to learn. Look at Clinton. Clinton wanted to learn video. And, you know, you guys have been boys forever. So he came to you and look at him now. 
Yeah. He took it running because he got with somebody that knows a little bit of something and you're able to help him out. You know what I mean? The drive was there. You know what I mean? He just needed the skills and the right. talent. And he's already more advanced than more people. You know what I mean? When I wanted to learn Flash, I hit up my homie Fredo. He was skilled at it. Now I'm decent with it. You know what I mean? If I want to learn something, I reach out to people that have similar interests and that I can learn from and I, you know, that can mentor me in a, in a way. Yeah, and I think going along with that too, just like for those starting and just trying to learn or even who already know and are good at something and want to try something else, like don't be afraid to ask. Hmm. Like I think that's a lot of people feel like and don't be afraid to fail. Not like a, maybe <laughs> like a, it's like an ego thing or just afraid like oh they're going to get made fun of or something and I think that's one of the best things that I've that I've encountered was everybody in this industry or usually everybody, I would say like maybe 90%. Everybody is always like understanding and just willing to to like, they ain't going to criticize you and start talking mess to you. They're going to want to um, always help. Mm-hmm. And and so don't be afraid to, like you said, just try it, mm-hmm. put it out there, and, and just see what happens. But, um, yeah, I think that's time. We've definitely great talk. We're going to have to have another, I think, yeah, meetup later down as we're going. Um, but, yeah, make sure everybody go follow Gilbert. Um, I'll put all of his stuff in the description. Um and on the video for whatever was left before it <laughs> cut off. <laughs> um, I'll make sure to add everything on there as well. Um, yeah, go to his Instagram. Go ahead and just say your, all your Instagram and stuff. Okay, so my Instagram is thatkidg, but it's with a V. So it's T-H-V-T-K-I-D-G. Um, my handles are all like that. And then my website is shotsfiredbyg.com, where you can see my portfolio, you can book online, and you can even buy some of my merch. Um, that's what I run that off of. And yeah, I think that's pretty much all my socials right there. Cool. Yeah. So make sure you guys follow that. Uh, make sure you, uh, follow us, the media box creatives podcast. Yeah. Thank um, you, Eddie, for having me on this. this of course. Fun. Had to have you on here, bro. Um, I know I've lagged it on my end as far as this podcast, but, uh, for sure had to have you on here. And I definitely, this is only part one of, <laughs> of what's going on, of, of the, of the episode. And we're going to have definitely have to link up later on. Um, just to see the progress and how everything is going for you. Um, again, keep it up. Um, proud of you. Just oh. everything that you've accomplished and what you're doing. It's, it's. Um, I admire it. And yeah, just just keep going. And hopefully by next year you quit your day job and then we could, uh, we could we'll run see. this. <laughs> well, hopefully, but um, yeah, that's the plan. And yeah, everybody. Uh, media box underscore media underscore box underscore events. And media underscore box underscore creatives for both of my um, pages. And um, just keep out for the podcast. We have more episodes and more interviews coming on a bi weekly basis. So, later, guys.